0: hey kiddo welcome to the inspire to engage podcast where we talk marketing for small business owners and ways for us to engage more with potential clients and of course we'll talk some about the juggles and struggles to do all of this while still having a life i'm your host rachel Eubanks, and i'm so happy that you're here well this episode is a little different for two reasons First, I'm having computer issues, so I'm attempting to do as I tell others. Just do your best with what you know and what you have at the time. Second, I'm fascinated with how we learn and how long we can concentrate, take in new information, and then apply it to our own situations. All of those words to say, is a 15-minute episode just as effective, perhaps even more, than a 45-minute episode? If after this episode, you have a strong opinion about the length of a podcast episode, send me an email at hello at inspiretoengage.com. Inspire to is spelled T-O. With the subject line, episode length, or strong feelings about episode length. (laughs) Okay, on to the topic of today's episode. It's about perceived value. And ultimately, it's about pricing. Pricing is hard. For some of us, our businesses came about from a hobby. So when someone asks our prices, we almost feel guilty for charging. We enjoy doing it, so it doesn't feel right to charge for it. Or, others of us are somewhat new to the game. Perhaps this business is our second career. Or maybe it's our first, but either way we feel that we're still practicing. We haven't been doing it for a long time, so to charge significant prices doesn't feel right. Well, I hope this story sheds light on pricing and how customers perceive our value and even how we as the owners see our value. My dear friend Tommy Coleman is a serial entrepreneur. He's definitely one of us. One of his many talents is photography. And he had a side business for years as a wedding photographer and kids sports photographer. He was the guy lining the kiddos up and snapping their individual pictures with their baseball bats or basketballs during basketball season. But he also offered action shots. During Little League season, he would head after work to the fields where he would photograph image after image of kiddos sliding into home plate or rounding second and heading towards third or snagging an unbelievable catch in the outfield. Of course, not all the photos were award-winning, as you'll soon see. But you get the gist. He had an agreement with a particular park to be its sports photographer. And thus, he would capture as many images as he could of the kiddos playing ball. He usually shot on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesday nights, then dropped the film off at Sam's Club for developing. That part right there dates this story. Anywho, on his way to the ballpark on Friday afternoons, he would roll through Sam's Club, grab the photos, sort the bad from the good, Ones out of focus or blurry, he would just throw those away and hightail it to the park. Once there, he would lay out the pictures on a table before the game started that night. Parents, grandparents, and proud aunties and uncles would venture by to peruse the images. He sold each picture for $3. One particular Friday, he was running late. He had gotten hung up at work. As he flew into Sam's to grab the developed images, he realized he didn't have time for sorting. He just crossed his fingers and hoped for the best. Tommy arrived at the park in time to sling his pictures from from the games earlier in the week onto the table. And he learned a critical lesson that Friday night about perceived value. He sold just as many pictures, actually more, than on the other nights. Grandparents would pick up a blurry photo and say, I think that's Marcus. Yep, I'll take it. If Tommy was brought into the be- debate, he'd be honest. He'd say, I'm not really sure. And guess what? The picture still sold. As Tommy drove home that night, he realized how many dollars, as in blurry photos, he had literally thrown away that summer. Of course, the photographer in him had standards, and the poor images didn't meet his standards almost days. But still the lesson he learned that night stuck with him and helped him as he grew his wedding photography business. Customers take cues from us about our value, about our prices, because Tommy was in a rush that night and started yanking pictures from the envelopes and placing them out for purchase. Parents saw value in the images and bought them, all of them. Of course, Tommy and I are not encouraging subpar work. That's not the point of this story. But what we can take from this story is that we often undervalue ourselves. We assume that because it comes easy to us or that because we're willing and able to do a certain task, well, then anyone can do it. See, Tommy offered baseball families a convenience. This was before smartphones existed. Think about it. These busy families could come to the game, enjoy it, and not worry about lugging around a camera and then getting the images developed. No, Tommy did all of that and family members happily paid for the images, even the blurry ones, because of the convenience and because the memories those pictures represented. Tommy recently shared that story with me and I haven't stopped thinking about it. I wanted to share it with you too. Okay, I believe business podcasts should encourage us to take actions in our businesses. So here are three action steps that we can take after hearing Tommy's story. First step, identify a product or service that we undervalue. What is the thing that people continue to compliment or ooh and ah over? Spend time researching what others in the field are charging for that item or that service. Are our prices similar? Have we raised our prices for that thing in the last year or two years? Another step, and this one may sound silly, but I'm being dead serious. Practice saying our prices. If you're like me, money, is hard to talk about. I know it shouldn't be, but still, it's who I am right now. So one way that we can combat those feelings is to practice in the mirror or while exercising or right before hopping on a sales call with a potential client, or while driving to the store. When our prices come out confidently, then people are less likely to balk. Christy Wright often shares this example of a baker. She has an apple pie for sale, and when someone walks up to inquire about the price, the baker says, "Uh, uh, uh, $15? And because she's uncomfortable in the silence and in the moment, the baker quickly adds, uh, uh, but, 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 but for you, $10. ten. dollars. The nervous baker didn't even wait for objections. She simply started lowering her prices because the customer didn't immediately scream, yes, I'll take it. Pricing is about confidence and knowing exactly what we offer to our clients. This leads to a third action step, which is related to the previous one, and that is is to practice objections that we often receive from potential customers. This right here is what we're often afraid of. It's why we say $15 and then suddenly start lowering our prices. We are first scared of rejection and then scared of fielding objections. But why? We often know the questions that people will ask so we can just prep for them. Think about it, we ask questions about things when we're about to buy, so it's not personal when potential clients do the same to us. Prep, commit answers of frequently asked questions to our memory. That way we're not stuttering all over the place, acting insecure. Instead, we're confident in our prices and what we offer and in the answers to any objections that customers may have. And that confidence makes our potential clients comfortable. Okay, quick recap of those three action steps. Number one, identify an item or service that we may undervalue. Start by thinking about the things, the items, the services get that get the most compliments from our customers or maybe the item that sold the most. Do some research, Are we charging similar prices to those in our field? If we are way underpricing, then we are undervaluing that service or that item. Number two, practice our prices out loud. Out loud is the key. It is okay for it to start in our head or even to start on our computer or the notes in our phone, but we actually have to practice saying our prices out loud. That's a very important step this apple pie is fifteen dollars or one-on-one consults with me are hundred fifty dollars an hour being able to say prices confidently shows that we know our value we know what we bring to the table and that puts customers at ease third thing practice objections and you have to do it out loud too we know the questions that we're frequently asked so Prep answers for those questions. Practice saying those out loud. Oh, you want to know what ingredients I use in my apple pie? I'm so glad you asked. Here they are. And then we list the ingredients. Or, oh, okay, you're interested in my one-on-one consults? Okay, let me tell you exactly what you get in that one-on-one meeting. See, right there, we know exactly what it is that we offer our customers, and we prep knowing that they're going to ask oh well what do i get in this meeting with you an important side note here episode 20 of the inspire to engage podcast the one with sarah may dickinson is all about sales in fact she talks about the action step i just mentioned the practicing for objections in this episode sarah and i spend lots of time talking about pricing and what to do if sales plateau or what if we're scared to raise our prices which that's about perceived value. If you haven't listened to that episode, it is chocked full of advice. It's really one of my favorites, and it's a great compliment to this episode. I highly recommend that you listen. A final few notes before I close. If you want to see some more of Tommy Coleman's current photography, he no longer works in a professional manner. Check out his Instagram account. It's at t w coleman all lowercase, and Coleman is C-O-L-E-M-A-N. Beautiful images there of things that inspire him now. And if you found value in this episode or other episodes, please don't forget to rate or review the Inspire to Engage podcast. You know as a business owner the power of ratings and reviews, or even better, tell a friend about this podcast. You also know that word of mouth marketing is king. And last, certainly not least, if you have not checked out my course called Creating an Ideal Customer Story, I would strongly suggest that you do. This course is about knowing exactly who we serve and who we don't serve. It really is related to this confidence thing, this Understanding our value, how we perceive ourselves, and then how we can display that or share that with those that are interested in doing business with us. In this course, it's about an hour and a half, we'll write a three-paragraph story about our ideal customer. And of course, we start at the beginning. Who is this ideal customer? And when you finish, you'll have a three-paragraph story that details her life and why she buys from us or why he and she buys from us and that story helps us to stay focused when we're making decisions about our business and when we're doing written and verbal communication to our ideal customers or to those people who are already so loyal to us. So you head to inspiretoengage.com backslash online course. One more time inspire to engage all lowercase and then two is to.com backslash online course. It's 19 dollars and like I said, it's less than two hours. It's really meant that in just one night, you can come out a more confident business owner, someone who is ready to write and speak to your ideal customer. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.